Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord our God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Last week I began this series of sermons, Living the Five, as we took a look at one of the foundational principles of the Christian life, how it is that we cannot do life alone. We need to be involved in each other's lives and, and be in relationship with other Christians, with people who will help us to be better people, to be better Christians, and as Christians to better give witness to the presence and power of God at work in our lives. We cannot do life alone. We need each other. Today, we turn our attention toward another one of the foundational principles of the Christian life, growing people change. Growing people change. My life has changed a lot over the course of my life of faith. I am not the person I once was. Growing people, they do change. And the changes that have taken place in my life are not the result of having grown in my faith. Growing in faith is changing. That's what growth is all about, about changes coming to our life. And without change, there is no growth. Growing people change. Now, maybe you've heard this kind of statement before, but I've heard on many occasions in my ministry folks who have a difficulty with the Christian faith. And they've said things like, Christians are just a bunch of hypocrites. You ever heard that kind of statement? Some of us have. Maybe even going on to say, I mean, if you're a Christian, aren't you supposed to be better people? Aren't you supposed to be different? And of course, the answer to that is yes. We are supposed to be different. We are supposed to be better. But the statement itself reflects a lack of understanding of how it is that God works in this world and in our lives. And so I always try to turn my comments to, to that, to help people understand. You see, when we, when we first become a Christian, our lives, they do change immediately. They change. For one thing, we're forgiven for our sins. Talk about a change that comes to our life. We're forgiven for our sins. Our lives, they change. When we become a Christian, we have the assurance of eternal life. Talk about a change that comes to our life. And in becoming a Christian, maybe sometimes we are convicted that there's things in our life that need to change. Maybe some changes even begin. Now, theologically, the, the word that we use to talk about this is justification. When we become a Christian, we, well, we're saved. And our life begins to change. Did you hear in that phrase from the Wesley hymn we just sang, change from glory into glory? Well, what Wesley's talking about is when we become a Christian, our lives are changed into glory. But that starts a whole lifetime of growth. And so we're changed from glory into even more glory. As Christians, we start on a Christian journey following Jesus. And along that and to start that journey, 
What we often do, in fact, I'm sure all of us have done this, is we pack our bags full of the stuff of our old life. I mean, that's the stuff that we know. It's who we are. It's how we know how to live. And so while we become a Christian and some changes have come to our life, we start packing our bags full of some of our bad habits, some of our sinful behaviors, some of our fears, some of our insecurities and our prejudices. We pack our bags full of our brokenness as we enter onto this journey of following Jesus. Along this journey, God starts unpacking the bag, changing us changing our bad habits into good habits, our sinful behaviors into righteous behavior, our fears into trust, our insecurities and our prejudices into love, God starts little by little changing us. And we call that sanctification. So to what shall I compare this? When I was younger, I was an athlete. In college, I played two sports. One of those sports, I actually began toward the end of my college career. It ended up being one that I loved the most, and that was volleyball. I loved volleyball. I had transferred from the University of Arizona to Northern Arizona University, and I didn't know anybody in Flagstaff, so I started going down to the gym to play basketball. And I saw the college volleyball team working out. And I was intrigued. I watched them, and it looked like a lot of fun. I didn't know how to play, but I was interested. And I knew that having played high school basketball, those skills would translate. But still, I didn't know what to do. And about that time, I met a girl named Lori. Lori played on the women's volleyball team, and she was a great player and an even better teacher. And I asked her if she would teach me to play. And she said yes. And she started teaching me. And I grew to become a volleyball player. But now, let's have a little bit of fun. Let's just be silly with this analogy for a moment, okay? So let's say that I show up for my very first practice with Lori. And I've got on my brand new volleyball shoes. And I got on my brand new volleyball shorts. And I got on my brand new volleyball jersey. And I've got on a beautiful beach volleyball suntan, and I've got my volleyball in hand. And I stand there along the sidelines, and I listen to her teach me. I watch her demonstrate some of the skills, and there I remain on the sideline, never getting sweaty, never practicing, never playing in a game, never doing anything. Am I a volleyball player? I look the part. I might even know some things about volleyball now. But I am not a player. It was only when I started working out and doing the drills and lifting weights and, and, and practicing and practicing some more and playing in games that, well, Lori was help, helped to turn me into somebody who was interested in volleyball to somebody who could play. And that's an analogy that I want us to think about for a moment. Don't push the analogy too far because it'll break down pretty quickly. But, but let's, let's stay with it for just a moment, okay? It, when it comes to our life of faith, 
if we're not putting our faith into practice, there's not a whole lot of changing that's going to take place in our lives. If we're not putting our faith into practice and acting upon our faith, we're not giving God anything to work with, and no change is going to come to our life. Oh, we might rest the part. We might even know how to talk the talk. But if we're not putting it in practice, nothing ever changes. I knew a woman once, and now this is somebody who does not go to this church, so I don't want you looking around here, okay, trying to figure out who I'm talking about. This is another place, another time, okay? But I knew a woman once who said she was a Christian, and I have no reason to doubt otherwise. This woman was the meanest woman I'd ever known. She was just mean. Mean-spirited. And this meanness, you knew it came out of some place of pain that was deep inside of her heart. We, I knew that. I could see that. But she was just mean. And I just kept thinking, this lady needs to get in the game. It needs to act on her faith. Maybe meet with some other people. You know, we can't do life alone to help her to be able to heal up from whatever this pain is. And until we act upon our faith, we can't expect that God's going to bring those kinds of deep needed changes to our life. Now, the change that God's going to bring to your life might very well be different than the changes God's going to bring to my life. The changes God brings to our lives depends upon what it is that we packed up in our bags. Whatever it is that you packed up in yours is the stuff that God's going to change in your life, so too in mine. But whatever the changes are going to be, whatever the changes are going to be, they always have to do with growing us in maturity, to use Paul's words, growing us into the full stature of Christ. They have to do with us growing in our love for God, in our love for each other, and even in our love for ourselves. This is the change that God is working in our life. The way that God works to bring about that change isn't that different from the way that Lori helped me to become a volleyball player. I mean, I couldn't become one on my own. I needed help. But I showed up and I worked and she taught me and she guided me and she pointed out my bad habits and she made me change them into good habits. And, well, that's not that different from how it is that God works in our lives. As we're acting upon our faith, as we're doing the things that faithfulness requires, God meets us in that and guides us, leads us, points out our bad habits, helps us to change those things, always growing us, changing us from glory into glory. These changes that God's making in our lives? Well, how would somebody know if they want those kinds of changes or not? I mean, things can change for the better or they could change for the worse, right? So, so how is it that somebody might know that this is a change that they would want in their life? Well, tell me, does this sound like something that people would want in their life? God is a God who changes us from brokenness to wholeness. God is a God who changes us from sinners to saints, from strangers 
to friends, from lost to found. God is a God who changes us from fearful to trusting, from insecure and prejudicial to loving. And all the while, God is growing us up in what Paul called the fruit of the Spirit, joy and peace and kindness and patience and generosity and self-control. I mean, I don't know about you, but those kinds of changes sound pretty good to me. They sound pretty good to me. That thought that God could heal my brokenness, that God could lift my fear, that God could free me from guilt and shame, and all the while increase my joy and my sense of peace and contentment with life, while I'm becoming a little bit more kind, a little bit more generous, a little bit more patient. That sounds pretty good to me. And that's the work of God, the kind of thing that God does in us as we seek to follow Jesus, living out our faith. Ways that we live out our faith are simple. One of the ways we live out our faith is by coming to church. So you all get an A plus for that one today. Right? We come to church and that's a way that we live out our faith. And that's a good way that we live out our faith. And maybe some of you here have been in church and felt a sense of conviction like, oh, there's some change that needs to come or it's coming to my life. Does God meets us in this place and our lives begin to change. But if coming to church is the only way that we're living out our faith, it's not sufficient for God to accomplish all that God wants to do in our lives. There's other ways we have to live out our faith as well, like praying, being in communication with God, talking to God. And in the midst of that, even confessing when something's laid on our heart that we're doing that's wrong, confessing that to God, to open the door for God to do something with it. Praying. That's one of the ways we live out our faith. And if you have a hard time praying, I would say just start. Just try talking to God. If you need some help, I have an introduction to prayer workshop coming up. Maybe that's the right next step for you. That's one of the ways that we live out our, our faith. Another way we live out our faith is by reading the Bible. God's holy word. It helps to form us as people. So read the Bible. If you don't know where to start, start in a gospel. Matthew or John. But start reading. If you need some help, I have an introduction to the Bible workshop coming up. <laughs> Maybe that's the right next step for you. Right. So another way that we live out our faith. Another way we live out our faith is by sharing our faith with other people. Telling our story. And sometimes that's hard to do. But a good starting point is just to start thinking about where is it that you see God work in your life and in the lives of people around you. Start paying attention. And if you need some help, guess what? I have an introduction to faith sharing workshop coming up. Maybe that's the right next step for you. Another way that we live out our faith. Another way we live out our faith, and this one I don't have a workshop with, okay, so, is to care for one another, to serve one another, and especially to help those who are in need of help. Now, I don't need to have a workshop on this one, 
because we have a whole lot of next steps, a lot of opportunities for people to to join in. But take a step. Act on your faith. Allow God to work the changes God wants to work in your life. Whatever your next step might be. Maybe your next step is to join a community group. It's not too late. They just got started. There's room for you. Or maybe it's to to sign up for Disciple Bible. To decide to focus on some Bible study and to learn how to read the Bible. Or maybe it's to for you women to take wellness revelation. A class that has to do with physical and spiritual wholeness for women. Whatever the next step is for you, it's in acting upon our faith that God meets us and helps us to change. God's brought a lot of changes to my life, a whole lot of changes to my life. Not only has God changed me from somebody who is driven by fear to somebody who trusts, but God also has changed me in other ways. Did you know that I used to be afraid of public speaking? I did. Not anymore. I, I was afraid of saying the wrong thing. <laughs> and now I've done that so many times, it doesn't seem to matter. Right? <laughs> Truth of the matter is, though, that I trust in God. That God's going to make something even of my babbling. Because God can do that. God's changed me in lots of ways. I used to be a person who had to always be right. Now, I am always right. <laughs> okay, that's, that, that's the sin of spiritual arrogance, so I'm confessing it to God right now, okay? Because the truth of the matter in this one is that I now understand it's not about me. It's about God. It's about God. I used to be somebody who wanted to do what I wanted to do. Now I seek to do what God wants me to do. God's brought all kinds of changes to my life to the point that I know who I am and I know to whom I belong and I know who holds my future. And I'm excited. I'm excited about whatever changes God's going to work in me next. Not that those are easy, but they're always good. How about you? Are you excited about the changes that God can work in your life? As you're changed from glory into glory? Are you excited about what God's going to do next? Well, take the next step. Make certain you're putting your faith in action in some way. And as you do, give thanks to God. Give thanks because it is by the grace of God, grace upon grace, that we live and that we have this new life that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen? Amen.